Hello and welcome back to the Peak Performance Program podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Lynn Girardin, who is the head coach of the Canada Winter Games team. We are so excited to have Lynn on. She talks all about her ringette coaching journey and how the ringette community has impacted her life. So let's get into it. Well, hi, Lynn. Thanks for joining us. How are you today? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Mia? I'm good. Thank you. So I guess we'll just start and get right into it. Um, So how did you first get involved with Ringette? What has sort of been your journey into the sport? Um, Well, I grew up out in the country in Eastman area, and I was probably around five years old when my dad uh, figured it out that he didn't want me to go figure skating and he didn't want me to play hockey and he went out on a search looking for a sport specifically for girls and him and a few other dads went out and they found ringette and so they brought ringette to my hometown and then introduced it to the eastman region awesome that's really cool um and so like what team did you play for how long did you play sort of what was your playing career like Uh, It went through a few different teams. I grew up playing ringette in St. Pierre. Uh, Back then we used colored sticks and uh, D's couldn't go into the zones. The only one who could go everywhere was the center. So uh, it was a while ago that I started playing. From there I moved on uh, at the age of 14 and I made the Eastman Flames double A ringette team. Played Eastman for, I wanna say probably eight years. Um, because again, back then they didn't have the NRL team. So once you moved out of U16, U19, it was called Debs back then. And Debs used to go to nationals as well. So the AA program continued into, um, into that age group. So yeah, it was probably about eight years that I played AA for the Eastman Flames, um, winning a couple national medals. I've uh, participated in five nationals coming home with two silvers and a bronze medal. Wow, that's quite the record you got. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so at what point did you think that coaching was for you? Like, was that always something in the back of your mind? Or what was sort of that turning point when you thought, oh, maybe coaching is something I'd like to get into? I started with instructing at a very young age, and it just felt like a natural progression into coaching. Um, I really enjoy the part of watching the girls grow and develop and seeing that little bit at camp made me want to do it for an entire season because the growth and the development in the girls and the players throughout an entire season is remarkable. So that's pretty much how I got into coaching and I started at a very young age. Um, I was probably 18 years old when I actually got into coaching and started coaching my cousin's team. And then from there, I coached a double A season, took a few years off to start my own family and get married. And then once my girls were the age to start, then I got back into coaching. So I started back at the Bunnies and the U9 and U10 and then moved my way up with my girls. And uh, for the last probably five or six years, I haven't even coached my own daughters. I've coached other people's daughters and they've in essence become my own daughters. Aww. Yeah, such a big family, the whole Ringette community. I love it. It is, it is. And that's that's part of it, right? Like mm-hmm. once you're involved in the sport, 
you become a big family. We are a small knit group of people. And no matter where you go across the country, you run into familiar faces and the same people and you just build those friendships and those bonds forever. Yeah, literally so amazing. Um, so I bet like from a young age, because you started coaching so early, like you sort of, I guess, were able to groom like that eye that often coaches have like for spotting little things. Do you think like, because you started so early in that, that sort of helped um, grow you into the coach you are now? There, there's a lot of things that have helped over the years. I think, yeah, that is one. I think the fact that I've played at all the levels is another one. And I think the fact that I myself have had good mentors as coaches um, and I've watched them and also surrounded myself with other good coaches. So I think it's a combination, but I think those are all the major keys in, in coaching is, is being able to pick up what you've learned, apply that. And then if you can turn around and teach it, then you know you have it set. Exactly. Yeah, that's one of the things sometimes like great players sometimes don't make great coaches just because that doesn't translate well. But I'm so glad it does for you. That's awesome. Um, and so I'm wondering, have you ever played, um, like, were you ever going to the Winter Games or did you play Manitoba Games or something? Like, were you ever involved in that as a player? I tried to think about those. And the one option, I think, I think they did have Canada Games. I, I made it partway through the team process. But the one special group that I did make was... Um, back in the day, there wasn't a Team Canada per se. Each province put to forward uh, a AAA team. And then there were play downs to see who would represent the East and the West. So I played on that Manitoba AAA World Qualifier team. Oh, that's very cool. Do mm -hmm. you think um, sort of like playing at that very high level um, sort of helps you coach athletes who are also playing at like sort of just high as a level like does that do you think that helps you coach in any sort of way definitely because going to a tournament is one thing going to these higher level competitions like crcs or canada games is a whole different ball mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it's completely different the the pressures the stress on the players the having to recover very quickly the fact that you're playing so many games in a small period of time more intense than any other tournament is I think having been there, I, I feel like it, it's given me skills that helps me to be able to talk the, to the girls, right? I've been there, this is what I did. This is what my teammates did to be able to overcome some of the adversity or some of the stresses that you, that you, you do face. I mean, some of us put stresses on ourselves. Some of the stress comes from wanting to perform for other people and being able to talk to them and say i've been there i know what you're feeling i know what you're going through we can get through this together mm -hmm. it's so great to have a voice like that as your coach someone who does truly understand it it's yeah it's amazing um so i have a question for you i don't um like on our ring at manitoba instagram we sort of had some fun facts about you and one of them was that you played in Hong Kong and Japan. Can you tell me a little bit about that and how that sort of all came together for you? 
Yeah, that was very interesting. So it was a gentleman by the name of Barry Mattern. He would take these group of girls. So we were about 30 girls and we were around the ages of between 11 and 14 years old. Um, and he took them on trips. And this was partially to demonstrate the sport of ringette. So my mom and dad decided to send my sister and I, and we ended up playing ringette in Hawaii, Hong Kong and Japan. Wow. And we were gone for about 17 days and it was just after Christmas and over the new year. And it was a wonderful experience. Um, we got, like, like I said, we went with 30 girls. So he, we divided each other into two teams. We played each other. We played in shopping malls. We played um, in different arenas. We played to demonstrate the sport in those countries. And one place, they actually didn't believe we were girls. So we had to skate around without our helmets on to prove to them that we were in fact girls. They just couldn't believe that girls could play the way we played. Wow. So it was an experience. It was amazing. Yes. Oh, I bet. That's playing in Hawaii. That must have been quite the experience. Like, I feel like I always associate like ringette and winter and cold, but playing like in a tropical place, that must have just been hilarious. Like to walk out and there's palm trees. That's so funny. What in Santa in shorts because we were there over the Christmas holidays, so it was just it was uh, it was surreal. <laughs> yeah, I bet amazing. Um, so I want to know what is sort of your why behind coaching because coaching takes up a lot of time, a lot of energy. Um, so what has sort of been that driving force behind you wanting to pursue coaching, but also at like this high of a level? A lot of it for me boils down to being able to transfer my knowledge to the younger generation, as well as my passion. I am very passionate about ringette. I always have been. Um, and to be able to give these players and these girls the opportunities and the experiences that I got growing up, um, to me, that's the big thing. Um, those experiences and everything I learned from the sport made me who I am today. I'm a firm believer that sport teaches you life skills. And when you have to put everything you have and sacrifice so much to be able to play at the higher levels, um, it, it makes you who you become and guides you along the way and gives you skills to be able to deal with a lot of the difficult situations that you may have to face as you get older, right? And it just prepares you for life. I, I'm a firm believer of that. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And it's so great to have people like you who are helping the younger generation realize that and teaching them those life skills. And yeah, it's truly amazing. Um, and so another little fun fact that was in um, your post when they announced you as the head coach was that your dad is in the Ringette Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, Can both Manitoba and Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that and how his journey probably impacted you in some ways as well. Well, like I mentioned earlier, he is one of the reasons why I'm playing it. He brought the sport to our community with some other dads. Uh, he then ended up coaching um, our Flames team. Um, he went on to become president of Eastman Ringette. Uh, he gave in uh, clinics for coaches. He then became uh, president of Ringette Manitoba. Uh, and then went on to being the um, the person that organized the, uh, the, he was part of the host committee 
for the 1995 Winnipeg Nationals and uh, actually sat on several of the committees for Ring It Canada. So he was quite involved in seeing his passion and what he put into it um, definitely had a huge impact on me. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, and so we talked a little bit about this before, but just how incredible the Ring It community is, like how incredible the people are in it. Um, so you touched on this a little before, but what like what do the relationships from Ringette like mean to you and how have they shaped you into who you are today, like from the people in this community? I'll give you an example. Uh, it's a very close-knit community. I'm gonna try and get through this without crying. <laughs> They're very supportive. Mm -hmm. It, uh, and you don't realize how much this community means to you until something happens and they step up. A few years, probably about seven or eight years ago now, um, my brother's house burnt and the Ringette community heard about it and stepped up and brought clothes and foods and supplies and um, somebody very near and dear to us actually outfitted his three kids with brand new equipment so that they could keep playing ringette and hockey. And uh, the friendships I've made along the way with the parents, the volunteers and the girls. Like I said, I, I referred to them as my girls and they will always be my girls. Um, they are part of my family. They mean to the world to me and um, I wouldn't have it any other way. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for sharing that. I wanna give you a hug through the screen if I could. I can like just hear the passion in your voice through this whole conversation of how much the sport and these people mean to you. It's, it's truly incredible. Um, so I'll just have one last question for you. Um, so to someone who is younger, who hasn't played ringette yet, or who has just started playing ringette, like what advice would you give to them if they want to compete at a higher level or just are looking to continue to play ringette? Like what would you just say to younger girls who have just joined the sport? Go out there, have fun, enjoy what you do. Um, if you are looking at playing at the higher levels, there are sacrifices along the way that you will have to make because you can't do everything. Unfortunately, <laughs> there isn't enough time in life to do everything. Um, but whatever you do, put your heart and soul into it and enjoy every moment because when you get to a certain age, you realize I should have and you can't go back. Mm -hmm. So whatever you do, give it your all. And that's the best advice I can give to anybody. Amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It was truly a pleasure talking to you and just hearing your passion for the sport. I can just hear it through your voice. It's amazing how the sport has touched you and turned you into who you are. It definitely has. And I, like I said, I wouldn't change it for the world. Awesome. Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ringette MB to stay in touch with the Ringette community.